Philly on Lock is a podcast based solely on the opinions and life experiences of the hosts. We may not always agree, but we do it respectfully and sometimes laced with humor. Philly on Lock is for the grown and the beautiful. Viewer discretion is advised. Now on to the show with Philly on Lock. Good people, good people, what is going on today? Once again, you are here with none other than Philly on Lock underscore podcast. Of course, you got your homeboy, Philly, and we got who else? Locked and loaded. What to do, good people? We We're, are back again. Did you miss her? Because that's what no, she this usually... This is not what I... The last couple of times I said, did you miss us? Oh, and then okay. last time I said, we missed y'all. What is going on, people? Hey, today's episode, we just really going to jump straight into it. Today's episode, we told you this season three, we told you we wanted to we wanted to expand our horizons. We told you we were going to be coming a little bit more deeper with some with some deeper subjects, some more some more. How do you say it? Content content that's that's mm-hmm. like, well, not even content because our shit is more our shit. All right, constructive content. That's what she said. Okay, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> yes, we got a definite. We we definitely got one for the books today. We will be speaking on mental health, yes. and we definitely have a few good people that is definitely joining us today. That's we got a couple experts, and we also have we have my middle heartbeats. We have <laughs> Mr. Christopher. Christopher, introduce yourself. Say hello to the good people. Yo, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? You want to give any kind of background on yourself or nothing? Um, No bio? They call me Big Chris. That's it. You know? That'll work. That'll work. They call me Big Chris. So, y'all already know I got one, two, and three. He is the Miller. And he is my Twinkie. So, if y'all ever see him and y'all see your side by side, matter of fact, you just go pull a picture and be like, damn. Philly on like alumni. <laughs> Philly on like alumni. But go ahead, ma'am. Astro, you muted. <laughs> Astro, you muted. About it. Am I muted? Did I do it again? <laughs> Jesus on the main line. She was having a whole you know conversation. Having a whole conversation on me. You did that before. The go Lord ahead. have mercy. It is your girl Astro, and obviously I don't know how to be technical when it comes to this podcasting thing. Um, I forget to unmute or mute out of either one, okay? Um, and I've been on Philly Unlocked more than more than enough, and I enjoy coming and I enjoy having a dialogue with y'all. Y'all always have great topics. Y'all always have great discussions. Um, I yeah. love the fact that you guys are critical thinkers and are always thinking outside the box, staying a, a step or two ahead of what most content creators are doing. I appreciate you for having me on tonight and let's just jump into it, child. I'm ready. But 
like Philly said, we get ready to, to, to discuss mental health. And did you want to drop them with it's, a? It's not a. I mean, it, it wasn't no um, definition. Wasn't no definition today, but it, I mean, we were just going to really just dive into it. Right. Of course, I have questions, especially for our panel. Mm-hmm. Like, what what is their take on it? But um, well, definitely. Again, as far as Astro goes, she is an expert in this field. She has her own. Um, Astro, I'm sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong. You do have your own. Um, and I just looked at it. Yes, yeah. life coaching I wouldn't say that I'm an expert. Um, I'm just an advocate for mental health. Um, and life coaching is, is, is a lot different. Right. It's a different style. And what I like to tell people is I'm not your average coach. Um, we dive into what it is that you would want to make better about yourself. Um, I don't, you know, I don't diagnose Um, However, I am familiar with mental health because outside of coaching, I do work in social services and my degree is in human services. So I have studied mental health. I have studied, you know, the effects of mental health. But I wouldn't say I'm an expert unless we're talking about, you know, personally. Now, I've dealt with some mental health shit, but that's another story. So while we're we're there, while we're there, won't you just open it up and explain from your understanding what you feel mental health is or how did it affects you and what is your overall take on it well mental health is more than just what it sounds like most people think that mental health is just solely the focus on your mental but it is also a combination of your emotional your physical um well-being um, mental health encompasses an array of things and when we're talking about mental health We can sometimes get so distracted with what society deems as a mental health issue. For example, um, people who are diagnosed with things such as bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, um, PTSD, which I am a sufferer from. Um, But we also neglect the fact that mental health encompasses self-care. You know, some people choose not to take a shower for whatever reason at all. Um, some people splurge. They they spend money um, to buy things that make them feel good. These are all different variations of mental health issues because nine times out of 10, there is an underlying root and cause that just has not been plucked and addressed. Um, a lot of the times what you see from people who are suffering from mental health crisis and what I... To be honest, I don't even like to use the Western term as mental health. Um, what I would say is we're all spirit, spiritual people. We are all guided by something. And what I like to say is, and this is just my personal opinion, um, we are conditioned to have mental health issues. Uh, and that I, I stand on that. And toes down, Western medicine would argue with me. Um, but even earlier when I did um, the video that we were just talking about, and I talked about how your um, your conditioning can affect your overall being. For a lot of people that don't even realize they suffer from it. A lot of us are suffering from PTSD in this moment right now and don't even have a clue from childhood. Um, a lot of us have ailments or adverse reactions to our trauma. I don't think a nation people are born with mental health issues. I think people 
are born with physical limitations and disabilities, but I believe that our conditioning, I believe that our upbringing, that our neighbor can cause us to have mental health issues. Um, and studies show that. So for me, uh, mental health, Health is a challenge, and I choose not to acknowledge that I, I I say that I have PTSD because that's what I've been clinically diagnosed with, and I've been surviving. You know, either mode, um, whether it be you know you think of people, and I'll go back to bipolar disorder, and that's because I'm familiar with that disorder. I know people who have it. Most people who suffer from bipolar disorder suffer from the ability to want to shop, to be compulsive. And that is because mm-hmm. it's a comfort. Um, you know, makes sense. When, when society displays it on TV, it's like, oh my God, they flip it. They turn on the switch and they're going to hurt somebody. No, most of the time when they are on a binge, if you will, it's because something has triggered them. Either a memory, either um, an event that has a root which nobody has really got to. They just diagnosed, and this is my personal opinion, they haven't got to the root to figure out what triggers them to want to shop, what triggers them to want to drink in excess. Um, but Western medicine makes it very easy for everybody to de- have a DSRM9 um, and to be diagnosed. So a lot of the times in my personal opinion, and just seeing, um, you know, with my coaching clients, we don't. it's not necessarily a a big thing if we can get to the root if we can have access to resources like talking to people Mm -hmm. um you know having a therapist a psychologist a lot of these mental health issues can be alleviated and not all the time necessarily with medication um sometimes somebody just needs a a good person to listen to to hear them out to validate them so that that's what mental health is to me um outside of you know just a little information that i've learned in school but i don't tend to always agree <laughs> with western medicine but i do believe that her issue that does not make you feel them. y'all on mute oh my bad <laughs> so chris same question to you from your under what what would be your understanding of what you know of mental health and Actually, and it's actually good that you're in here. How will it, how you feel it affects the young black youth? Uh, kind of just piggybacking off what she said. Um, a lot of people they think like, you know, what I'm saying when someone says mental health, you know, what I'm saying it's what society thinks mental health is. You know, what I'm saying, and it's kind of as far as like you come a black like a young black man itself. It's just like you know, what I'm saying no one really thinks of it in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, in my experience, you know what I'm saying? When people think about mental health, it's just like, I don't know why, but it just like automatically goes to women. And you know what I'm saying? How, you know what I'm saying? Not even just women in general. Like, you don't even really see like a lot of people talking about black women's mental health. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? Women, they put them in a category. And you know what I'm saying? Like, right. like mental health is like, you got certain categories, different categories. You can't just make it one category, you know what I'm saying? And um, me coming from where I come from, it's just like, nobody really thinks about it like that, you know what I'm saying? Either they think you crazy or, you know what I'm saying, they just blow it off like, oh, that's just how you came up, you know what I'm saying? Right. And I don't hold myself 
I hold myself differently so no one really thinks that I have like mental health issues, you know what I'm saying? Just because that's how I was raised, you know what I'm saying? Right. And a lot of people, they'll take that and they'll run with it. They'll, you know what I'm saying? They'll use that against you. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was just about to say that. Everything you say is crazy and all this other blase blase. Just like, you know what I'm saying? I kind of just... Nowadays, you kind of got to hold it in because, you know what I'm saying? You can't just talk to anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, people say, oh, you can come to me. Like, you have to physically, like, trust them. Like, I have to trust you with my heart for me to... That's just how it is, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just can't physically... You know what I'm saying? And people say therapists and stuff, you want me to talk to a random person, talk to a person that, you know what I'm saying, that i known for how many years, you know what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, mental health isn't just, you know what I'm saying, a category. It's just like, it's it's wider than what people say or think it is, you know what I'm saying? So, right. Absolutely. That's that, that's very good. That's well, a very good point. Mm-hmm. Damn sure a good point. I mean, even even with me, like both of y'all have been saying, it's definitely, it's definitely a wide range it is not it's not categorized to one race when I look at it. Right. right. At the same token, we know which race it mainly sticks out to or mainly affects our is Or better yet, we have more I'm gonna be honest, I'm just gonna go, you know, I love me some black people. I'm gonna go straight up. I think us as a race, as black folks women, men, young, old, I just think we have so many more stressors. And so much more pressure on us that causes us to have, I'm not even saying mental issues, just issues, period. And we having we having troubles coping with the shit. But like you said, Chris, it's like it's hard to say, okay, well, just get a therapist and talk to them if you don't feel comfortable talking to the people that you know. And it's like, yeah, but talking to somebody, just like you said, a stranger, it kind of gets hard because it goes because and then on top of that you got to vet them because you got to see who will mess with you <laughs> and who can like really I guess uh, relate because yeah. if you can't relate to me I don't feel like we can really talk you, you, to you but you know what I'm saying like and I didn't have plenty of therapists you know what I'm saying I didn't have therapists who was just like oh you know what I'm saying you have this, 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 this wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, depression, suicidal thoughts, whatever, cool. But that's not the case, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not understanding where I'm coming from. Therefore, it's like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't really explain to you. It's already hard enough to explain to people, like, what's going on. So, it's definitely way harder to explain to, you know what I'm saying, a therapist who just, you know what I'm saying, keep it real, just there for their money, you know what I'm saying, just to get paid. Right. Like, True. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I didn't been in, I didn't been in hospitals and some more stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, most people people say talk to people, but the the the, the professionals, the people who are just, you know what I'm saying, supposed to actually help you, mm-hmm. those are the people who can care less than anybody, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, I definitely understand like as far as like therapists and stuff, that really I ain't gonna say it don't work, but certain people, you know what I'm saying, I just it's not the way to go. You know what I'm saying? So so that that is definitely an agree to disagree type thing because I've had to, I have I have a well, I haven't talked to her in a minute. We we cool we, I just You gave that woman a hard fucking time. You know? So that, I had I have a female therapist. Oh, I have a female therapist. And she's mad cool. I had her for I have her for almost 
three years, going on four years. Mm -hmm. But just like you said, most people, they can't just start talking to to somebody randomly. They can't just, hey, I'm gonna just go spill my guts out to this person. Like you said, you gotta vet them. You gotta you gotta build a trust level. You gotta build a trust factor because I'm telling you my motherfucking business. <laughs> Let alone you getting paid to try to tell me something, but you're you you have to understand that lady, whether it's a lady or whether it's a man, uh I'm telling you my most inner deep shit because for one, I was told I should come talk to. It might help. So mm-hmm. I need you to understand who I am, why I'm talking to you, and what you can do for me. But like I right. said, with my therapist, and the crazy thing was, she was white. My therapist was white. But she, the, but the difference was, she, she has a black husband. She had a little relatability. I like how you put that. But she was mad cool. Like I said, going on four years. And But me, me and Locke had this conversation a bunch of times when I would talk. She still, to this day, cannot fucking figure me out. She she hates it. She, she'd say, hey, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. And I do it. Or... You know, we just have general conversations. She'd be like, but that wasn't the point. Like, it, yeah. it's like, I, I, I'm opening up. I'm talking to you. And when she, she, she just said it to me a handful of times. She was like, I just can't figure you out. But then, like I told him, it's like a pulling out a can of worms. You know what I'm saying? Do you remember the toy thing with all the things that you're going to eat? And it's like, I feel like talking to somebody and whether it's therapist, life coach, or whatever, I think when you're talking to a professional, when they give you homework to do, you only opening up another can of worms. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like you trying to work through this particular thing. Like me, I was, I didn't start seeing a life coach until, you know, I became a widow. You know what I'm saying? So it was like to help me navigate through that and to work on myself because, you know, at this point, I'm I'm just being completely candid. I'm sick of everybody. I'm sick of everybody. I'm sick of the hey, how you doing? I'm just checking on you. It's like what fuck? Just no. I don't want yeah. it. I, I don't want it. It's like you in my space and I don't want it. I don't. I don't want you here. We coming over my house without cows. And it's like you know. And so I needed to speak to somebody because I was going. I felt myself going into this little box. That's going. I don't. I don't want to deal with anyone, and I just want to sit in my room, and I'm going to work, and I'm going to go home, and I'm just going to sit in my room. I'm going to watch TV, and I'm going to drink me some wine, and I'm going to mind my fucking business. <laughs> and so, you know, I went to go see her, and it was like every time I did a piece of homework, I'm doing this because I'm trying to get my mental together, and you know, make sure I don't slip into depression mode. And every time she give me homework, hell, we're talking about something else, and it's like it opened the door for this. And then we talk about this. Then it opened the door for that. And it was like, by the time, who shot? It was like, whoo, whoo. I didn't realize I had that much, <laughs> that much shit. But like you said, Astro, it's like once you start, you realize how much childhood trauma that you have that really is the result of why you act the way you act or the reason why you kind of slipped into certain head spaces. I ain't gonna say mental health. I'm gonna say head spaces. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because for me, I feel like I have 
different headspaces. You can't put a title on me and say I'm bipolar or I'm suicidal or I'm depressed. I have, I have depression. I know that for a fact. But it's right. just a simple fact. You can't tell me I'm I'm any one thing because I don't know what the fuck I am. So you damn sure can't tell me what I am. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Regardless of or not, yeah. You right. You're going by a book. And you're going yep. by symptoms in a book. And you're going, you got this. Okay, well, that happened. And it, 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 okay, case in point. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I ain't going to oh, long way to take it off. <laughs> but case in point. Okay, my late husband. So he had epilepsy. Boom. We know this. That's what it was. That's what he was diagnosed with since he was 14. That was the problem. Right. Well, I ain't going to say the problem. That was his illness. So, but a doctor had prescribed him a certain pill. And then another doctor look at, looked at those records and said, oh, you were on that pill, so you, you're bipolar. No. I never said that. I never said that. <laughs> I, I never said that. <laughs> when, 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 when did we distinguish that I was bipolar? You know what I'm saying? And so then later on, when he got his records to be, you know, permanently disabled, then it comes up in the medical records, oh, he has epilepsy, he's bipolar, it's... A- why is this in the medical records? Ain't nobody ever told me shit. Who said I was bipolar? I mean, I never went through any tests to tell me I was fucking bipolar. Where you get it from? So it's because of all the medication that the they medication, supposedly gave. The medications that cause bipolar, that cause depression, that cause this, and it's like... So it, it and not the... You muted. it. <laughs> Am I? Okay, y'all can hear me. Yeah. yeah. I, I, listen, I've been trying because I, I be wanting to interject, so I gotta put myself on mute, child, because I get excited. <laughs> but just to, to piggyback off what you just what you just said, so you're absolutely right. I worked in pharmaceuticals for 20 years, and what does not get talked about is, and I, don't shoot me, don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> but what does not get talked about is. We become guinea pigs to the doctors. Now, let's be very clear. Yeah. I love how you you both, um, you and Chris, acknowledge the fact that it's a book. And and um, Philly had acknowledged the fact that they're looking at a book. The doctors <laughs> are taught and they are conditioned to see signs, symptoms, diagnosis. They're not yeah. taught. They're not conditioned to investigate anymore. They get a book in school. They get a certain amount of classes. And then they learn what symptoms to look for and what to diagnose. Case right. in point. My daughter, and this has nothing to do with mental health, but it can lead to mental health issues. And I'm going to show you how it does. My oldest daughter is 23 years old. She has pulmonary arterial hypertension. It is a form of COPD. And she's had it since she was 15. And probably she may have had it all her life. And she just out of nowhere developed bad breathing issues. The pulmonologist said she is asthmatic. Because that was the symptoms that she was exuding. 15 to 18, she had the same symptoms, but progressively was getting worse. Mm-hmm. They kept treating her like it was asthma. When she turned 18, she's like, Ma, I'm going to take my medical care into my own hands. And I'm going to find somebody that's going to listen to me. Because right. I'm telling you, this is not asthma. And here we were from 15 to 18, treating her like she had exercise-induced asthma. And she went on to see the doctor and she found a pulmonologist and the pulmonologist did a stress test. And immediately she said, you do not have asthma. You have PAH. But here's the kicker. 
So she was a healthy girl until the age of 15. Mm -hmm. But because doctors are not doctoring anymore, Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I recall getting my blood work done regularly. That's how I knew I was anemic from the time I was five. Been a TB test. The TB test, test, all of that. You get that little bubble, you wait, make sure it don't get hard. Right. Doctors ain't doctoring no more. Because had they been doctoring, okay, had they run a blood panel on her, they probably would have found that PAH is not a disease itself. It is a symptom of an underlying disease. Okay, mm, the underlying disease being a autoimmune disease, which is causing her system to act up and flare up, which is causing the PAH. Gotcha. So I'm saying that to say the same thing happens in mental health. Where they're so quick to uh, assign a symptom to a diagnosis, and now this is what you have. But nobody, no two people's symptoms present the same. Example. Black women yeah. and white women, when we have strokes and heart attacks, mm-hmm. our symptoms are never the same. Mm-hmm. The pre- predominantly, the studies that they are using are for the palm-colored pe- people. No shade, no tea. And yeah. you also have to take into account that everybody has a different DNA makeup, a different DNA yeah. component. So just because right. I'm melancholy and I'm sad, doesn't make me depressed. That can just be my natural DNA. That can just be my natural makeup. Let's right. be very clear. Minorities have had years of oppression. You right. think that that does not pass down from generation to generation? What they tell you when you were pregnant? Be mindful of what you eat. Be mindful of what you watch. Be mindful of how you speak. You're, because that they can never say be mindful of how you speak and how you eat. Exactly. Well, I, and for me, I'm growing up in Hispanic culture is just like you don't go around certain people. You be be mindful of your speech. Don't be around this one. Don't talk about this because your baby gonna come out with all these little things. And that, that's what I was ingrained with. Right. So just think about the years of. Trauma, our ancestors in the field getting their back smacked on body that trickles down into that DNA. So it's more than just a mental feeling. It is a biological component that we are walking through life with. And as Chris said, we learned to put to the side. We learned to sweep under the carpet, and we're not comfortable with talking to anybody. And this is my take on it because the people that we're talking to, they don't understand the years of oppression and the trauma that our ancestors have dealt with they don't understand what it's like for a mother who was born in the 60s to have to protect her son in the 80s from crack and then her son in the 80s has to protect his son in the 2000s from getting shot by a cop those are all levels of stress and that we are going through that we're pushing along to generation to generation to generation and that is where the trauma is coming from and that is how we come become inflicted with mental health issues. And then, you know, and and I, I'm not against therapy. However, I am against West and I I say that because you go overseas, you um look at different different um cultures and how they handle their mental health issues. They don't have the problems America have. Ain't no okay, your people believe in tea. There's a tea for everything. 
the Asians, they believe in culture. They, they believe in going into nature grounded. So yeah, there are alternative ways. And let's not talk about Dr. Seth. Because on Friday, <laughs> he was given ways to treat ourselves from Mother Earth. So health is bigger than Joseph. It is a, a, a variation of components that we have to like it is, and it, it like I, I I love this conversation, and I'm passionate about it. But said, "Girl, you you need to be on medication, bitch, back. <laughs> you know, you prescribe it to me." Um, yeah, for sure. I definitely feel exactly what she's saying. You know what I'm saying? Like how y'all have to, you know, what I'm saying, protect us, and you know, what I'm saying, as far as you know, what I'm saying, whatever was going on through the world, and you know, what I'm saying. As far as, you know what I'm saying, what I went through, you know what I'm saying, as a child, you know what I'm saying, like, people, they they label me as, um you know what I'm saying, mom, you know, like, uh, suicidal thoughts, depression, but that wasn't exactly what it is, you know what I'm saying, and it got to the point where I had to, you know, kind of study it myself, and basically what I found out was, you know what I'm saying, I suffer from a thing called middle child syndrome, you know what I'm saying, and that, that's, that's a real thing, you know what I'm saying, that's actually a real thing. Yeah. Look, I've been saying it. <laughs> I, yeah. I love you, but I've been seeing you suffer from middle child syndrome, especially older. It was like, yeah, that's a middle child syndrome. <laughs> Which ain't yeah. nothing wrong with it. It's just yeah. that I think it's we were just confused. We were yeah. looking for ways to help, but it's like, and, and you know, you conditioned to a, as parents to seek a professional, you know, help. When in Hindsight, you know, I didn't until I started doing natural stuff. I didn't realize that professional don't necessarily mean right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and then also, you know, like Astro was saying that we, you know, we had to, we was protected from this or whatever. And then it's like, okay, so yeah, like she was saying, you know, we got the mothers that was protecting the kids from, you know, civil rights. And then we was protected from the crack epidemic. And then we was protected from gangs in the 90s. You know what I'm saying? And then we was trying to protect y'all from, we trying to protect y'all from actually everything else because y'all really had to deal with like bullies and y'all had to deal with the dumb gangs trying to figure it out because these young children, they don't know nothing about the 90s gangs. It's this remake <laughs> gang shit. And then y'all got to deal with peer pressure. And then you got to deal with police violence. So it's like, and then you got to deal with these dumb teachers that don't even really, really want to teach. They just got a job for a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? So we got Basically. to protect y'all from all that shit. And then I think, and I'm not saying that that generation is weak, but I'm saying it's almost like we crippled y'all. You know what I'm saying? To a point to where, a certain extent. You yeah. know, to a certain extent. I feel like we kind of crippled y'all in a certain way. I think because we were so overprotective and kind of hovering over y'all, trying to make sure you didn't fall yeah. into some of the ugly of the world, trying to shield you from the world. And I think we crippled you to kind of get the hard knocks that we kind of went through. So it was like to keep you from going through it. I think we kind of, you know, I mean, did too much. But I mean, that, it's true because it's like you don't. Oh, go ahead. My bad, Chris. Good. I was listening. You good? I say is we do that as parents. I think so. I look at it as we do it as parents because our parents did it us. But at the same token, we was just like, no, I don't want my child to go yeah, through what absolutely. I went through. Right. My child should not have to deal with some. Even though when we grew up, we grew up at a different time where 
we was able to go outside and play with until the street lights come on or I get think. your ass whooped by the neighbors because you was being bad or you know just crazy shit like that right yeah, but what goes on in today's society in today's world i wish a motherfucker would put their hands on my child that part. <laughs> touch like my motherfucking child yeah. you want, we can't feel like that i mean well right. because now and then I ain't even saying we didn't have pedophiles and ignorant folks back then because we did. You know what I'm saying? But it's yeah. just a simple fact that now it seems like it's more prevalent and it's more in our face. You know what I'm saying? So it makes it a scary place. And then for me, you know, for me, since I was, you know, violated, I think it really kind of hones in that I protected my kids or I tried my best to protect mine from never experiencing it, not even right. just a smidgen. You know what I'm saying? Anybody touch you in the problem? Anybody touch your booty wrong? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's just all the shit that's like, I don't even want my kids going to spend the night on nobody else because I don't trust you like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might be family. I don't even know you like that. So, you know. As a kid, for you, you was definitely like that. Like, y'all shielded us. I'm not even going to say you as a parent, you know what I'm saying? Even Tony and, you know what I'm saying, I ain't going to speak on really Kevin for the most part, but um, basically, you know what I'm saying? You didn't even really shield us, you know what I'm saying? You kind of, you taught us, that you taught us more than, you know what I'm saying, um, other, I can't really speak on other people's, you know what I'm saying, family, but you know what I'm saying? The way I see the world, you know what I'm saying? You taught us more than shielded us, you know what I'm saying? Because either way it go, we kind of went through it in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, when we lived on John Barrow, you know what I'm saying? Kevin got robbed, you know what I'm saying? All this other stuff, you know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, you kind of tried to shield us from that. But then again, the world is so fucked up. It, it's still kind of, you know what I'm saying, happened to a sense. You know what I'm saying? And... You know what I'm saying? We kind of any I feel like me personally, any other, you know what I'm saying, family that have went through that, you know what I'm saying, would have handled it way differently. We we handled it chin up, chest out. Like we handled a lot of other things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Chin up, chest out, we gonna get through this, whatever, however, you know what I'm saying? Cool. Right. And um, yeah, it's like as a child coming up, you know what I'm saying, for me at least, you know what I'm saying? I don't, you know what I'm saying, like I don't I think y'all did everything right in my, in my, you know what I'm saying? Well, thank you. I feel like y'all did everything right to y'all's, you know what I'm saying, best ability. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Thank you. I don't, I don't blame y'all, you know what I'm saying, for anything. You know what I'm saying? I don't blame y'all for how I came up. I don't blame y'all for, you know what I'm saying, anything, because that makes me the person I am now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I would, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I would be totally different if we didn't, if I didn't come up. I came up, you know what I'm saying. If I didn't, you didn't get that upbringing, right? You know, what I mean? if if I didn't get that tough love, if I didn't get that, you know, what I'm saying this, this, and that, and, and I can honestly say that, like, that if I if I didn't get that, I'd probably be as soft as the generation now. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm a, yeah. that's uh, brutal. Tell, I give y'all that. My <laughs> yeah. my cheering. I give y'all y'all had enough. I didn't let y'all experience as much as. Some to a point where it feel like y'all was just grew up in poverty and just I didn't give a fuck plum ass trash. But at the same time, I do <laughs> I do believe I do believe my my three, even the fourteen year old, she's doing her part. You know what I'm saying? But I do believe you and KJ, y'all doing y'all goddamn thing. I can't yep. really commend y'all as being grown motherfucking men. You know what I'm saying at this point, and that's hard, especially as a black man. You know what I'm saying? No. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you you got so many of them out here, garbage truck juice, 
that's living out females and you know just doing just absolutely nothing, dropping off seeds left and right, got cheering everywhere, and ain't none I'm praying for. I mean, so you know, I commend y'all because y'all doing y'all part, especially you. You know what I'm saying? You know me and you, we used to butt heads like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we still do to a certain point. You know, that's just how we is. You know what I'm saying? But. Yeah, I, but it's out of love, so you know what I'm saying. It's like, yo, we we know to agree to disagree. We ain't finna talk right now, and then we go come back. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> period. But yeah, so, so all right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Question for you and Astro. Okay. Do y'all feel mental health, quote unquote, can be a genetic thing or something that's learned? Go, Astro. Turn mute. <laughs> I'm prepared. I'm. Pre- it's easier on my iPad okay. than it is on a computer. Um, that's a very good question. Um, I'm. I'm going to say a combination of both. I'm going to say a combination of both. And the reason why I'm going to say a combination of both is because, as I, I, I said earlier, you know, when a mother is pregnant with her child, everything that she experiences goes to that child. Um. And I, I, I'll keep it a G with you. I, I've said it and I have no problem saying it. Matter of fact, my new series is going to let you know that there's it, something wrong with your girl. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I struggle and I use, I use music to tell my story. And a lot of the songs that I use, most majority of the time, there's a line in it that refer, it references my mental health journey. Mm-hmm. So saying that to say, you know, when I was pregnant with, each one of my children, the experience was different with, with each one. Um, and I see that those experiences impact them from the womb mm-hmm. to this very day. Um, with my oldest, you know, she is a nomad. And it's crazy to think that she's like that because when I was pregnant with her, I was homeless. I was in the shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely think that genetics may play a part i mean i come from my mama is batshit crazy um and i love what chris she is and i love what chris said and um i was here and i I, i'm trying not to get watery eyed because he says something that most young adults don't even acknowledge it took me to 40 to acknowledge that your mother did the best she could with the tools that she was given Right. And it was still good enough for you, which means it's, it speaks volumes to me because that means you broke the generational curse because Amen. he ain't out here doing some some fuck boy shit. He ain't yeah. out here. You know, the fact that you're able to say wholeheartedly you're proud of him. And I don't doubt that if he was doing some fuck boy shit, because I see how you move, you would acknowledge he doing some fuck boy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that speaks that's a testament to strength and that's a testament to your character so despite the fact that you may feel like you you go through bouts of melancholy and things of that nature you still as y'all said stood up with your chest out um and even if it is a genetic component to it you broke that cycle so you know when he has kids he has the potential to break the cycle whereas some Mm -hmm. people don't have that 
that in their life. For me, it's been a consistent cycle. I'm working on it now. And it took me having all the kids that I had for me to realize, yo, my mama batshit crazy. I'm batshit crazy. But I don't want my kids to be batshit crazy. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I just don't want it. Like, And it took me having a what they call in medical terms a disassociative um, episode in order for me to see that my trauma is deeply rooted in my childhood. Now, gotcha. y'all talked earlier about, um, you know, therapists and not feeling comfortable with speaking to therapists. I tell people all the time when they contact me about life coaching, I'm gonna give you 30 minutes to go in on me. I'm gonna give you 30 minutes to feel me. And let's be very clear. If even if you think you like me, I might not like you. <laughs> Seriously, okay? And with therapy, it's never about the stability of the client. It's always about swipe, swipe, getting that bread. Yeah. So there are a lot of people sitting here really going through things, wanting to talk to somebody. But unfortunately, the person that they sitting across from, they only can understand them from the level in which they comprehended in school. And that is that books. They don't Damn. understand what it's like yeah. to have an experience. You know, they don't understand what it's like. Case in point, no shade to your therapist, but just because she married to a black man don't mean she understand the black struggle. That's true. No, I, I, I yeah, that ain't you know, her. That's why it's so hard for her to get you. That's right. why it's so hard for her to understand. And the fact that she would even willfully acknowledge that in practice, that's a malpractice suit. I'm just uh, saying. It really is. She got two parts. Oh, Exactly. They're not supposed to exactly. Get hurt. So it, it, it's like you should never let your client know that I, I'm struggling with trying to figure you out. That also tells me, bitch, you need to go back to school. You don't got a hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt to become a therapist, and you can't figure <laughs> me out. It ain't that serious. Cause let's be very clear, I ain't got no doctorate, I ain't no therapist, but I guarantee the root and cause of everybody's ailment in life is childhood. Something happened to you in childhood that subconsciously you pushed to the back of your mind, whether it be you didn't get the sneakers that you, you wanted, whether it be you didn't get a meal that you felt that you was entitled to, whether it be you didn't get that birthday party that you wanted, whether it be your friends had something that you coveted it and it went to the back of your mind and it created something that sat there for years on end. And then when you got to be a functional adult, and you were able to do for yourself, you still had that memory deep in the back of your mind that surfaced. It's always something at the root. And a lot of the times, these therapists, I tell my clients, interview their asses. Get to asking them what it is they do, why they choose the, chose the profession that they chose, what experience do they have, what is it that they can bring to the table to help guide you to be a better you, what is it that you see in this 30 minutes that you understand to me. You need to ask them questions because the reality of it is it's your money make, that you're giving them to make you a better you. So you right. best be asking all these questions. Did it freeze? She probably did. So now it's your turn. Okay, so um, for me, now I agree with Astro. It's a, I think it's a combination of both. But, but like she was saying, you know, as you know, parents and and well, mamas and holding and caring and and nurturing and things like that. See, because for me, like my first child, I felt like I was dependent or codependent. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, KJ got some codependency. 
things going on. With Chris, I was angry a lot. Like, a lot. Like, I, you know, y'all know I keep it pimping. No shade, no tea towards, you know, senior. But I didn't like him. I, I didn't. And, and it showed. And I know I probably gave it to you. I fought him while I was pregnant with you. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, fist fight. Like, gave him a black eye, bust the lip, and put on the front porch on his birthday pregnant with you kind of shit. So, it was like one of those situations where I, I take full responsibility for your lash house and your anger. Because... Right. You know, and it took me to now to like really fully, you know, accept it what I did before, but it ain't like me and you could like have a conversation about it. You know what I'm saying? But I fully take responsibility for it because yeah, I shouldn't have put myself in that situation. The situations that I was in when I was pregnant with you that made me angry, I should have removed myself. And I did. So moving on. So the third, <laughs> the third one. I was very loving and chill. You know, for the most part, it was like, yeah, I'm here. Relaxing. We just, you know, we were in a totally different environment. You know what I'm saying? We were in a family unit, you know, father, mama, cheering. We just, you know, we doing our thing. So, you know, I do fully, fully, wholeheartedly believe that it is a part of, you know, whatever we're feeling at that time that could possibly affect what we're carrying. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so, but then for real, for real, childhood, mm-hmm, yeah, I've seen a lot. I've experienced a lot. Um, so it's, yeah, it easily carried over, especially in my early mothering. You know what I'm saying? So it easily carried over to a point where I was lacking patience. You know what I'm saying? I was lacking understanding. And you know, I would wild out fast. You know what I'm saying? When y'all piss me off versus kind of calm down, chill for a minute, and then go back and try to discipline. You know what I'm saying? So my discipline was heavy-handed because I'm irritated as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's that's my take on it. Yeah, for sure. I definitely feel that. How much... So then, this is for everybody. Mm-hmm. How much do you think COVID played a part of mental illness? Oh, wait. Don't get me started. <laughs> Listen, so <clears throat> I'm going to keep it G100. I'm very open. You know what I'm saying? Like I tell every girl that, you know what I'm saying, or individual at that, you know what I'm saying, I meet and, you know what I'm saying, that I'm getting to know. I'm just like my mama. I tell them straight up. I'm just like my damn mama. We are literally mirror. We're here. Like, I'm just like my damn mama. So, like, COVID, you know what I'm saying? COVID came around and prior to COVID, you know what I'm saying, that was my senior year of high school, so it kind of, it was already kind of a fucked up situation because, you know what I'm saying, like I said, I'm just like my mama, so I get angry quick, you know what I'm saying, I get angry and I play, you know what I'm saying, when I play football, I play football with a lot of passion, and I'm playing, this is where I let my aggression out, you know what I'm saying, that's what made me such a great football player in my eyes, you know what I'm saying, um, but with that being said, something happened, you know what I'm saying, and... I ended up being kicked off my senior year, ruined everything, you know, as far as playing college ball and whatever the case may be. So, you know what I'm saying? COVID came around. Mom was like, you know what I'm saying? They had given me um, their truck, the red top. If you know, if you, if you know, you motherfucking know. I'm <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, but basically, I had to get a job, you know what I'm saying? And you know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. But met this girl. 
Lord, I don't know why he put her in my life, but I hate it. Anyways, um, no, she taught me taught me a lot of things. I do, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna question God, whatever the case may be, but um, definitely, you know what I'm saying? Um, shit happened, moved out of mom's house, you know what I'm saying? Thought I was grown, moved in with her, got an apartment. It definitely, it definitely took a toll on me because, you know what I'm saying, I did some... I did some fucked up shit in that relationship. I'm not gonna lie, which and which brought the relationship to an end, but it put me in a state of I have nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like I it basically I don't wanna say start over, but it just kinda kicked me to the curb to where okay, I gotta be an adult. You know what I'm saying? Right. I had to move in with my dad, you know what I'm saying? It's three people, three, four people in one home in a in a three bed, one bath home, like and you know what I'm saying? And it kind of definitely took a mental control on me because, like, like I said, COVID happened. I had to graduate in the heat, you know what I'm saying, in this hot-ass gown and all this other shit. And that was it's my graduation. the field and shit. <laughs> yeah, my graduation day was the day that I actually got kicked out, which was crazy. Re- really kind of, wow. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, but moved in with my dad, and I just, you know what I'm saying, from there on, like, even now, like, from there on, I just hustle 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 you know what i'm saying hustle 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 because thing that kevin senior told me like you know what i'm saying one thing that i will stick by for the rest of my life is you know and he told me that i know the struggle you know what i'm saying i know what the struggle is you know what i'm saying from way back when when you know what i'm saying i got kicked out of mom's house for blase blase you know what i'm saying we was living he had just got out of you know what i'm saying just got out the system just got out of prison whatever case may be you know what i'm saying we living in a one bed one bath motel sleeping in the same bed so i know the struggle you know what i'm saying i know what it feels like so and when nothing it was basically like i know that i'm never going to struggle again like that's not that's not that's not the option you know what i'm saying that's not a thing and that's covid did definitely play a big role in how i am the way i am now you know what i'm saying i will never struggle i will never you know what i'm saying like do certain things i you know what i'm saying end up like certain people and yeah for sure i definitely covid is definitely a gotcha asher i was asking do you feel covid play a big part of mental illness that's the face that's the face i made i ain't gonna damn good question Oh man, you'll never get me off this. <laughs> I tell you, it's gonna keep kicking me out. But you asking some real good questions. Like this is a really good conversation because quiet as it's kept, you know, I watch a lot of different programs and listen to a lot of different podcasts, and I don't hear people asking this question. You know, it it it's swept under the carpet like nobody want to talk about it. But yes, mm-hmm. definitely isolation isolation we are a a species that requires the need to be needed to want to be around somebody we need companionship loneliness is a motherfucker there's not a person on this planet that would say they would rather be in loneliness let's be let let me keep it a bean yes we might want to go into loneliness but we don't want to stay lonely that part we want the choice Exactly. But to be forced to force the whole world and you know <laughs> the pandemic, <laughs> okay? The you know, let me tell it, okay? And we had the FBI on my ass. I'm just saying, I, listen. It was just for me, it was a social experiment. 
how I feel. I feel like it was a social experiment in order to determine um, what better way than to create a psyop than on the, the whole world, all of humanity, to shut down the whole world and see how it affects people in their in their environment. Right. Dang. That was That's... a mind fuck. Yes. A mind fuck. Mm-hmm. Now, I can say this about that that particular social experiment we're stronger than we give ourselves credit for because that I would have right thought you know I would have thought that the increase in suicide would have gone up from all the people who are lonely from all the people who could not spend time with their loved ones but bro the effect the younger the younger children mm-hmm. my daughter is five and is in therapy right now right now you know why all of those children who were supposed to be in school who were supposed to have socialization who were supposed to be getting to know friends it just stopped and they didn't have an understanding at all in addition to look how easy it was to program us to do something you gave us a virus you told us what we needed to do to protect ourselves from the virus Mm -hmm. you instilled fear in, in us most people probably didn't have a mental health issue until COVID. What she said. The, the drug manufacturers ain't making no money. Why? Because people are trying are figuring out how to self-heal. Period. People are figuring out if you go into nature, you ground yourself, you take magnesium quiet as it's kept. Okay. You detox by taking charcoal tabs. Okay. How to heal yourself from all the natural ailments that's out here for every freaking virus, for every disease there is, and I dare I say it, because you know the FBI come after you, <laughs> a cure. <laughs> that part. That part. Shit. So, you know, y'all created a circumstance. You created an industry that would be booming in the future, which is now the drug companies, because you created a vaccine in order to, to, to get people to go back into the world. Now you got all these new drugs, Renew Zits, or JJ, yeah. whatever the hell it's called, all over the news, talking about if you're suffering from mental health issues, but please keep in mind that you may suffer from liver, kidney, um, prostate failure, yeah, everything else under the sun. Your titty might fall you know, off, but, but you know, take this and you won't be depressed. What the fuck? <laughs> exactly. I'm going to be depressed because I'm missing a titty. What the fuck? Exactly. But, you, but, but society, the powers that be created more. And I I watched it. My five-year-old, let me tell you, not being able to socialize. And we I got two, two older kids. Oh, I had three older kids living with me at the time, but their age gaps are so big. My daughter not being able to play with her peers affected her her first year of pre-K. Once we came out of pandemic and she went to pre-K, whoo! She was drawn. She looking like... Mm-hmm. Exactly. Toddler getting kicked out of school. Yeah. Pick her up every day for half day because she did yes, she was always fighting. She didn't understand that what was it was crazy. to share. Yeah. Didn't understand what it was to share because she spent two years in the home not having to share because she yeah. has her okay. own. She didn't understand the socialization skills. I ain't fighting with my other kids gone. Y'all have your own shit. Be, be gone. You know? But in school, they learn the fundamentals. They learn the fundamentals of sharing. They learn the fundamentals of peer relations. Right. Two years of not having that. Yeah. The pandemic. To answer your question in the short answer, the fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, no joke. Yes. I mean, the pandemic, though, though, 
I'm not gonna say the good part. I'm gonna say the high side or high points of the pandemic. Though it caused us some issues with being solo dolo, you know what I'm saying? Not being able to go as you please, especially without wearing a, a mask. And then you having fear going in the stores when you did wear a mask. Even if you got on a mask, you probably got on one to five masks. But if somebody calls you, oh shit, who's that? What happened? Oh shit, did it, it's on my clothes. It's on my clothes. I think they put it on my shoulder. Why are you standing so close to me in line? Back up, back up, back up. It's like you already don't want nobody in your personal space before COVID. And now it's like, bitch, I really don't want you in my personal space. I'll bag my my own groceries. Thank you and take your hands off. And so it's like, you know, then we had to deal with that. And then it's like, yeah, we are at home. And then we have to, you know, we gotta eat. And it's like, but are they putting it in the food? Because if we get it, don't the animals get it too? I'm so confused. And so, and then then we're at home so much. What we gonna do? It's only so much motherfucking TV we watch. You know what I'm saying? We done watched every season of this. We done started over on this show. And then we picking up new shows. We watched that movie. That new movie came out. We don't go to the movies no more. So there is no more date days or kicking it or nothing like that. We can't go out to eat. So it's like, what do we do? So COVID really did fuck with your head, your mental, as far as that, right? Right. And then on top of that, but like I said, the high points. Us, we are resilient. Everybody that started something new while they was stuck at home in COVID, you learn how to paint. I got a whole picture in there that's fine. Everybody be like, dang, where you buy that from? My nigga, I painted that. So we learn how to paint. We learn how to make jewelry. We got into crystals. We started playing checkers and chess. We ordered shit offline. Don't even get me started off Amazon, baby. <laughs> So, I mean, we should have bought some stocks in damn Amazon because, baby, we would have paid ourselves back real quick. But, yeah, so it's like we had certain high points. We started businesses and shit. Hell, I started my business. You know what I'm saying? We learned crafts. We started, we, we was reading books and we was doing stuff. Don't get me wrong. Some people, some people were doing positive things. You know what I'm right. saying? So it really did change. Some people open businesses and they never thought they'd have a damn business. Because, and then we realized that what they say in the workforce is actually bullshit. Because if you have certain jobs that's not essential, and some essential jobs, you can do that shit from home. And you can do that shit in four days in a week. Not five, not six, not seven. So what they've been telling us that we have to be in the workplace. You have to go clock in every day. You have to do you can do this shit on the computer. We got technology that's way far advanced now that we can do everything that we can do in that office away from the germs, away from Becky who goes to the bathroom who don't wash her motherfucking hands and touch the goddamn doorknob. We can do that shit at home. Well, we got Lysol and Clorox wipes. Did you wash your hands when you came to the bathroom? Period. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just saying. I mean, so it taught us a bunch. We learned a lot. Did a whole bunch of extra shit pop up at the same time? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, did we realize that the government can kick out more funds to people that are less fortunate? Absolutely. The same thing that they did with this, the 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 what was it? Um y'all know the money that we was getting. The stimulus. The stimulus. All that shit. So it's like the stimulus that they was kicking out. They could have been helping the less fortunate all the fuck along. You know what I'm saying? They got money. If they got money to go shift to 
hey, people, did y'all take a piss to what I'm about to say? Ukraine and every other country, then they can give it to right here. You got homeless people, veterans, and all this shit on the block that have nothing and mental illness, mental health problems that they can dish out free health care. <laughs> Hello. So, I mean, come on now. Come on now. Just like y'all set up tents to give out this raggedy ass shot. And I said what I said because we don't fuck around with immunizations and all that bullshit. We natural folks. <laughs> so I gave my I gave my whole family elderberry that I boiled at my house and I made myself black seed oil and I did it and I did sea moss. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, no. If y'all can set up tents to give out these booty ass shots and run out and shit, y'all can pass out food. Y'all can pass out. The the needed necessities that people on the block need. Period. That's true. I mean, that, that's and we can take money. If we can take money out of our own pocket, you remember Chris when your daddy did this? He made those care packages with it had some socks in it, it had some wipes in it, it had toothpaste, mouthwash, and a five dollar bill. We done got donations, took stuff from our house to pass out bags to everybody. Every time he seen a homeless person or a panhandle that was on the street with their hand out, he passed out a bag. He passed out a bag. He passed out a bag. Mm-hmm. Now, if if we can do that with our meager funds, because I'm going to keep it pimping. Food stamps was a lifesaver. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Give me my EBT card. So... <laughs> My children got to eat. I still so, need it. <laughs> hell, we need it now, but uh, we can't get none. But anyway, we make you say it. for hey, can't get no food. Can't get no benefits. So I can relate. If we can do that in our household and still function, we're not homeless, thank God. Right. Lights are on. We got phone. We got cell phones. We got internet. We even got we got the necessities, but we also got a lot of our wants. So if we can help out. What's wrong, world? Hello, world. They just don't want to. Mm-hmm. They don't want to. That part. We know that. They just that don't part. That so, part. And you made a really good point. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but no, just to ahead. touch on it. You mentioned, you mentioned veterans. Those are our most underserved populations. And working in social services, let me tell you, it pays my bills, but I hate the fucking hypocrisy. I'm going to keep it a bean because ain't no way in hell you willfully sign up to go give your life for a country that don't even fucking respect your ass, okay? Mm-hmm. Consider you, especially if you a black man, consider you an animal, but you still willfully go and you serve your country and you come back and all you get is a motherfucking GI Bill to go to school but still can't find a job and still can't fucking get healthcare services? Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. And we not even talking about what they did dealt with prior to enlisting because let's be very clear let's call a spade a spade most black men that go into the service go into the service to avoid going to jail avoid joining gangs avoid selling drugs because they don't have money to go to college that's why they join the service and then they go over there and they ask to do something that they ain't got no business doing killing innocent fucking people let's talk about it Okay, and then they come back with mental health issues because they went over there thinking they was fighting a fucking war and they realized they was killing innocent people. And you over there fucking parading around with guns, pointing them at people that ain't got shit to do with the fuck America over there trying to do. Okay, mm. but because you, you needed to provide for your family. And let me tell you, I respect. 
I respect the Navy. I respect the Army vets. I respect them all. I come from, my grandfather was in the service. But what I don't like is how y'all cannot come back home and get the necessary care and treatment that y'all deserve. If anything, everybody else should be on the fucking back burner. Y'all should be at the front line getting y'all damn services. Y'all should be getting it all. Y'all should be getting the food stamps, the GI bills, the freaking VA down payment for the homes. Y'all should be getting the mental health services. L let me tell you, if a motherfucker come in gunshot and there's a VA vet sitting right there in these services, roll that gunshot victim in the fucking hallway and roll your ass right the fuck in. And I said what I said. Why? Because ain't too many people that brave to put their life on the line for a country that don't even fucking respect you. Right. And you can't get basic mental health services. You know how many people I watch come into social services that have served in our in our United States Marines and, and shit like that 22 years. Matter of fact, one of my mentors, 22 years in the Air Force, okay? Can't even get the basic assistance that she need. But they ain't have no problem helping her go in debt by buying a house. Damn. No problem helping her go in debt for, for financing the car, but she can't, she got to wait for fucking months on end just to get in the VA hospital to see a mental health counselor. Make that make sense. Somebody answer me that. Make it don't, it don't. And that, that, their level of trauma, I cannot even compare to my bullshit ass ass whoopings, which they ain't bullshit to me, but it's trauma. <laughs> it's traumatic to me. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing on what it's like to force somebody to put a gun in their hand and have to go to another country and turn that shit on innocent people. I can never do what y'all do. So salute, but I most definitely think that they most they they need that care. Yeah. Like that right there. If, if we're gonna talk about mental health, we definitely have to acknowledge the vets because yeah. that that's a level of trauma that nobody can ever understand. Shut up, except the person that has willfully killed. And and I definitely I definitely understand what you're saying because again I come from the I was in the Marine Corps I've seen shit I've done shit so I understand it it and it's still to the same token come yes the mental health definitely plays a factor because at the same token I think it also depends on that person too mm -hmm. because again I see I was on <laughs> I was in boot camp. The crazy thing, I was in boot camp and I watched the guy take an M16, put it in his mouth and put a put a hole in the back of his head because he thought he was going to fail. He thought he was going to fail the rifle range because they were fucking around with him. He thought he was going to fail the rifle range because if during that time when we was in, if you failed the rifle range, you go all the way back to day one. Mind you, we two weeks away from graduation. You go all the way back to day one. So that put a stress on him to what was he in We I'm laying there, I'm laying in, in a prone position. You know, I'm I'm sending I'm sending bullets downfield and all I hear was put ceasefire and we I look over. Well goddamn. So is And imagine what that did for to your mental and it, everybody else. And it, and, 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 and yes, exactly. it does play a factor because we I sat up there for a couple of days. I mean he was cool dude. I didn't know him like that. We just knew each other from seeing each other during what's the name? But he was a cool guy, but I was just like, fuck. Like, how the fuck? What the what? fuck? Like, what the fuck? So what that is? put everybody on high alert. It, and it's a mental thing because it put everybody on high alert. Like, damn, what the fuck is going to happen now? Right. We ain't going to graduate on time. We ain't going to do this. But case in point, all they did was sweep that shit to the side. They said what they had to say. It didn't happen. Just like you said. 
veterans can't get the help that they suppose that they supposed to fucking get. And it's just like because if you did, show. sorry, okay. if you did that to a fucking uh, uh, an enlistee in boot camp, mm-hmm. imagine you, what you do to imagine what you do to season in there, right? Um, but you know, just like the movie Shooter, even though it's a, it's based on a true story, you know what I'm saying? He served in this country and he was a sniper. You know what I'm saying? And he served so long and it fucked his mental up because of what he had to endure. How hard he had to work. He done messed around and shot a, a woman in the middle of the street, a child or whatever. And it's because they literally was carrying, a, you know, a bomb. But I mean, at the same time, it's still... That's a child. That's a woman. I'm still shooting. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm killing. And I have to sit here for 20 hours just like this. So you come home, you have issues. You finally get yourself together. Now you're trying to donate your services to other people that come home. And then one of them people that came home kills you at the gun range. Because his mental ain't right. Because the service ain't giving you the mental health that you need. But you know, we ain't gonna be the dead horse on the on the military. That's but true. one That's question true. I did want to ask y'all, because I know we'll be on here all day. <laughs> this subject is so wide. One question I want to ask y'all is it why or do you feel is it wise or safe to put a block or to deem certain stressors like block them out of your life completely? Remove yourself from those stressors. Chris, you go. What you think? Elaborate on what you mean by stressors. I mean, like, people that you deem as stressful. People, situations that you deem as stressful. Like, for me, I'm just going to give my example first, and then y'all can go from there. Okay, so, with me, my my upbringing, to me, was not an ideal one. I ain't going to say it was bad. I ain't going to say it was good. It is what it is. It made me. Right? But, at the same time, you know, it blocked me from a lot. I didn't get to experience a lot. I was held back a lot. It was like, and then I that put me in the mind space that I was never enough. And no matter how hard or whatever I did, good grades or whatever, I was never enough to a point where it was like, good job. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. then, you know, coming up as an adult, and then I still get berated and talk bad to, you know what I'm saying, by certain people that's supposed to be family, that's supposed to be blood, you know what I'm saying? And I use air quotes, they are, but at the same time, y'all stress me the fuck out. I can't deal. Y'all too fucking negative. I got I got to remove myself. And some people get on this high horse where their family, you only get one mama, you only get one this, you only get one that. And it's like, well, you know, you're supposed to stick together and it don't matter what happened. It's okay. And it's like, but it's okay for a family member to touch me inappropriately and nobody ever dress that motherfucking shit. It's okay for your mama to treat you like dog shit on the bottom of her motherfucking shoe when it uh, suits her, but then come around later on like, oh, hey. And it's like, damn, you coming around now? I don't know how <laughs> I feel about this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's how I feel, Chris. That's what I mean. Go ahead. Um, well, basically, um, I definitely think it's necessary to block out certain things just because like, it, it brings back trauma. It brings back, you know what I'm saying, certain bullshit that you don't want to deal with. You know what I'm saying? So, case in point, I don't, I don't go out like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm a really, you know what I'm saying? I kind of stay in the house because of, you know what I'm saying? What I witnessed, what I've been through. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm gonna keep it hundred. I don't like niggas. I don't. Niggas, <laughs> niggas, much. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I carry every day of my life. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, people look at me like, you know what I'm saying? That's a black man with a gun. Whoa. Right. You know, like, 
I mean, whatever. Um, another thing is like I don't <clears throat> as far as like women, you know what I'm saying, like me and like like mama said, like me and my mama we used we argued like twenty four seven about the most pettiest shit too. Pettiest you know, shit. Pettiest shit. And that's really, you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't even say it's neither one of our faults. It's just, you know what I'm saying, we literally like. And that's why I don't argue now. You know what I'm saying? I try not to argue. Like when people come at me, you know what I'm saying, arguing. Honestly, it might sound bad, but I'm gonna sit here and laugh at you because it's like, you know what I'm saying? Especially if it's something. Yeah, it's like you know what I'm saying. You me over something petty, like no, we don't. I'm cool on it. Like you straight, you know what I'm saying? And I remove like negative people who you know what I'm saying argue over you know what I'm saying shit like that, or I remove myself from like friend groups who want to go out every weekend and you know what I'm saying do this and do that. Like I, I, I can't do that. You know what I'm saying? I and with the route that I'm trying to go in my life, which is you know what I'm saying being a you know what I'm saying, gamer, which I've always been, you know what I'm saying, I've always been a, a hot, you know what I'm saying, whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying, trying to be a, you know what I'm saying, in the house, you know what I'm saying, make my money off a computer, basically, you know what I'm saying, like, it, it, it helps my, you know what I'm saying, my long-term goal as well, so, you know what I'm saying, yeah, I definitely feel like certain shit, you gotta block out, and you gotta, you know what I'm saying, like, the stress, you you gotta, yeah, you got to, if you don't, then I'm, I feel like it's going to be a constant cycle. It's going to be a fucking a hula hoop. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be a constant roller coaster. You're going to keep dealing with these certain issues. Mind you, they not they might not like the exact same thing, but they're going to be the same, you know what I'm saying, certain type of issues, that same bullshit. And it's, it's going to take a toll on your mental health to where, you know what I'm saying, Lord forbid, you might take your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Or somebody else might take your life. You know what I'm saying? In my case, somebody else might take your life. I'm outside doing this. Somebody might like me, might not like me, cause they, cause they bitch like me. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's, it's certain things you have to remove. Certain things you have to, and that's I feel like that's a part of being an adult too. Like you know what I'm saying? Not even just else. Like that's that's a whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Y'all want to go out and party and this, this and that, but your light bill ain't paid. Boom. <laughs> How that work? How that work? Because I, I can tell you right now, I can tell you right now, all my bills paid. <laughs> my refrigerator. I probably, uh, I probably, my, I can tell you right now, my my gas tank probably damn near on E. But I ain't going nowhere. I work down the street, kind of shit. I'm good. What? I work. I, work, I ain't. I, no. Like I ain't got. Why would I spend? Fifteen twenty dollars just to get in this club and this club and this club. When I can spend fifteen twenty dollars right now, and you know what I'm saying, go get me a meal. You know what I'm saying, go get me something to cook. Go, you know what I'm saying, take a woman out, or you know what I'm saying, something like that. You know? like, right. no. Something simple. Something. Yeah. Something he's, simple. He, something he, he said he said one of the things I usually say, but in a different way. That's like the definition of insanity. Keep doing the same shit over and over and over again and expecting a different result when it's not going to I'm fucking gonna, happen. And I, I like how he said that. It's a bad thing. Like, cause I'll go out here and I just went out last weekend, you know what I'm Cause that's cool. But one thing I'm not gonna do is go out every weekend. I'm not gonna, you know what I'm saying? smoke and you know what I'm saying oh let's go drink oh let's go no right. is that for what like I mean because then, I, then that's going to take it that's going to be that's going to play on his mental like I got to keep up with everybody else right. I got to do this I got to do that I, I need 
Let me make sure I got a hundred dollars saved for this fucking week so I can fucking go out and do this. So no, it's it's plain and simple. Well, I mean, it's a waste of money it's like, when you can on because you kind of get irritated when you go out. You just spent the fifteen twenty dollars to get in the club because they don't have free nights no more like they did when we went out. You know what I'm saying? When we went out, we go out with five dollars because we going on Thursday. You get in about ten o'clock for free. Let me go in five dollars. That'll buy me two beers, two fifty each. I'm chilling. Shit, five dollars is one beer nowadays. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe one beer. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, that shit is like, I mean, like, I'm not going. You know what I'm saying? I always grew up. I always thought about. Like, oh, I wish I had this. I wish. You know what I'm saying? Like the amount of like when I was a kid, mama knows. We couldn't have no motherfucking daughters in the house. I could that. No motherfucking house at all. No. And it's not even because it's not even because they. It was because niggas is niggas. Niggas is niggas. Right, right there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But now, you know, I got shoes out the ass. You know what I'm saying? I got. Uh, but Look, I asked the bar, let me wear your joints to the concert when I go to uh, go see Devin. And <laughs> my mama called me when she needs shoes because she know I got shoes. You know what I'm saying? I got. Yeah, you got them get, black and red joints. Can I wear them? <laughs> Yeah, you know, hear me. You know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, I would much. Rather, I ain't gonna say I would much rather be in the house, but like she said earlier, she was like, um, people like the what she say. She said something about being lonely. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like the idea of being lonely. Like, I would much rather be. You know what I'm saying? I live by myself. I would much rather be in my motherfucking house where I pay all the bills. I ain't gotta worry about nobody than to be outside the club and the nigga don't like me forever the case you know what I'm saying whatever reason you know what I'm saying that's so yeah I definitely remove all that shit I'm, I'm cool on it Astro well first and foremost let me just say mama you did one hell of a job okay <laughs> secondly uh huh are you taking any applications for any potential dating cause you know I got a 23 year old and she just on her own okay and she needs a good man Okay. Oh. Hey, listen here. This is how you keep the royal bloodline going. Okay? You keep it strong. Uh-huh. There you go. Okay. I'm just saying, cause, cause she need a gentleman like you, cause these silly cats she dating, they ain't got it together. But I digress. That's, okay? that's, that's a different. That's a different subject. That's another. Topic. Uh, okay. Don't worry, baby. Don't worry. I got you. I got. We here. Okay. Um, <laughs> But to answer the question, most certainly, um, that's the first step in self-care. And I think a lot of the times we don't even realize that. That is the first step in self-care. Um, and I, I implore my clients, I implore anybody that I deal with, anybody that I socialize with, you know, I tell, tell you in a minute, don't apologize for choosing you. Um, and if that that means removing yourself from toxic relationships, whether that be relocating 437.5 miles away. <laughs> I don't even know the number, but I live in Nashville. They always are. Believe me, I think about doing it. I've been I'm on the way here. He's on his way real close. Listen, My whole little team is going to be right up here in Tennessee or somewhere. Listen, okay, sometimes you have to do what you need to do in order to find peace. Yeah, um, sure. And at, at whatever cost that may be. And yeah, to piggyback off what you said earlier, um, you're going to have those family members that are going to be like, well, you know, you only get one mother and toxicity is toxicity. Mm-hmm. And I get one life. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be bogged down mm-hmm. by the weight of the trauma, the stress, 
the burden, the guilt. I have to choose me. Right. And yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that's not going to like it, but guess what? Deuces! Okay, I'm packing <laughs> my shit. I'm going. Yeah. So yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. I am I guess I would say my cutoff game is real strong. It took me a long time to cut my mother off. Um, and it's been 10 years since I've spoken to her. But I, quiet as it's kept, sometimes I struggle with it, but it's the best thing that I ever did in my life. Because right. not only am I free from the toxicity, but my children are not a part of that. And that was the one thing that I was really focused on because she had no limit to what it was that she would do, how she would mm -hmm. affect me. If she couldn't get at me, she tried my children. So it was just like, nah, I gotta, I gotta remove it. And then once I made that step, once I took that first step and I committed to putting myself first, then it like dominoes, boop, push one down and the rest of them follow. Now, huh, let me tell you, I don't keep no friends. Cause the first time I feel like you fitting to burn me or you fitting to get up underneath my skin, Mm -mm. You bringing that toxic shit? Mm -mm. Go that way. Like, I'm not trying to sit around the table with you, breaking bread, talking about somebody. I ain't got the energy for it because I'm too focused on me. I'm focused on my healing. I'm focusing on just being. And a lot of the times when we deal with mental health issues, when we go see the therapist, they negate the fact that we need to start within. Yep. Yep. They try to figure out everything else. They want you to work on this, work on that, but nobody ever tells you, go within. Take time for yourself. If you're religious and you believe in God or you read the Bible or whatever spiritual practice you have, it clearly says God dwells within. So that means you need to go inside to find the answers to life. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to cut that motherfucker off. That toxic-ass boyfriend, that toxic-ass girlfriend, that whatever. That toxic-ass dog that keep pissing and shitting on the floor, but you just keep because you want, you want companionship. Fuck that dog. Take that bitch to pound. Okay? The dog got to go. Okay? That fucking pissy, shitty-ass cat that don't know how to go in the kitty litter box. Pack that motherfucker up, call the Humane Society. Somebody will want him, but you don't need his ass, okay? Like, it don't matter who or what it is. And I know this is going to be real, real critical when I say this, but that applies to parents as well. Listen, I don't fault my mother for separating herself from me because she felt like I was, was her detriment, okay? I don't see how I could be considering I didn't ask to be born, but you had to remove yourself and you had to cut yourself off from me. Not a problem. I'm not mad at that. I understand. And I raised my kids the same way. Listen, if it's not something that we can come to an agreement with and you feel like I'm traumatizing you that much and you have to remove yourself in order for you to find peace, do what's best for you. Cause when I'm dead and gone, you only got yourself to worry about. You hey, can't be man. focusing on me. So, you know, parents, if you have to cut that child off because they are still on the titty, okay, and they don't want to get off, and they sucking and bleeding you dry, and let's be very clear, we got a lot of parents out here that are causing themselves their own mental anguish yeah. by holding on to a child that they know ain't doing no good, okay, just because you love them. Sometimes they need a little tough love. Sometimes yeah. you need to cut them off. You need to cut them off. You need for them to step away and realize, well, shit, my back is up against the wall. Either I'm going to fight or I'm going to take flight. One or the other. Yeah. You know, so for parents, I, I, I implore you. Yes. For, for children, listen, if your mama or your daddy ain't treat you right, your stepdaddy, your uncle, 
get rid of them move if you if you have the luxury to pack up and go go but i i'm a firm believer in that yes remove yourself and don't ever let anybody make you feel guilty about it because you chose yourself and that's the first step if you don't do nothing else in life if you don't ever go for therapy you don't ever seek help if you removed yourself you have already on the right path to recovery everything else will fall into place that's up. As we start to wind this one down, just one last question. Well, it's not even a question. It, it would be somewhat like a directive. If you could uh, start on what you asked, and I think you've been saying things and dropping gems all, all night. And, but if you just if you if you just reach one person, what would you tell them how to if they are in the mental state or how to just deal with it or how to how to become a better person and not put yourself in that realm. <sighs> you working my nerves with these damn good questions. Okay. And I ain't I, I, I ain't even had none of my wine yet because I still got me a little smidget. Let me, let me All right, and I'm doing this, you know, so sober. So shit. Let me see. If I had to give them one Ooh, that that's heavy because there's so many gems and jewels in which you can drop. Um, I would say if you are struggling with with mental health, just know that this is cliche as fuck, but it's okay. It is okay. You are enough. What you're struggling with does not define you. It's only part of your character. It, it gives you character. Those that truly, genuinely love you will see you and accept you for who you are. They will never turn their backs on you. Um. So my thing is, know that you are enough, that you matter. Like, And it's just that simple. Because I think people who struggle with mental health... The majority of the time is because they're invalidated. They're not seen. They're not heard. You know, they're not acknowledged. Um, and that is an internal battle. When I talked about isolation earlier with the pandemic, that causes internal battle because we are innately creatures that need to be needed, want to be wanted, have to have companionship. And a lot of the time, our mental health issue stems from self-doubt. Um, it, it, it stems from questioning, you know, what 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 it is that I bring to the table, what it is that I have to offer. So cliche as it sounds, if you got to write it down, I am enough. That's it. It's something as simple as that. If you have to reiterate it to yourself every day, over and over and over and over again, tell yourself you are enough and know it. And after a while, even if you don't believe it, you will soon believe it. And then everything will fall into place. And I know that sounds just as fake and as phony, but I'm a living testament to it. I would never tell somebody to do something that I have not tried. I done been in a mental hospital. I done been on Zoloft. I done been on Prozac. I done been on Trazodone. You name it, I done did it. I done been on Amitriptyline. I done been on Hydralazine. Shall I keep going? I done been there, done that. All these you know damn what I'm saying? Beans. Yeah, okay? Okay? I done been there. I done, uh, exactly. I done been there, done that. And let me tell you, when I found myself worth, couldn't no doctor tell me shit. Because that was the one thing they couldn't give me the answer to. Because that's something within me. I had to know that, bitch, you are enough. Yeah, you... 
you off a little bit and that's okay that's what people like about you but that don't mean that i i can't make an effective change in this world whether i'm struggling in my depression or whether i'm rising above my depression i still can help somebody else so why i'm gonna let you label me why i'm gonna go out into the world with this hanging over my head feeling like i need to be clouded my judgment needs to be clouded by your medication when all i have to do is remind myself you are enough i'm perfectly divinely created in his image whoever's image it is because bitch i still don't fucking know okay but i'm here okay i'm here and evidently i have a purpose so whether that means i'm struggling today i know i am enough and that's all that matters and that's all anybody else needs to know that they are enough Gotcha. And Chris, yours, yours, the same question to you, but it's definitely coming from a young black male perspective. Um, I would definitely say like, if I have to reach like one person, I'll probably say basically what she said, you know what I'm saying? You good, bro. Like you are okay. Especially to like other young man, bro. Like you're good, bro. Like you do whatever you need to do chin up this stuff, you know what I'm saying regardless on how hard it is you know what I'm saying cause I still deal with hella shit you know what I'm saying I still deal with depression you know what I'm saying um as hard as it is to say you know what I'm saying suicidal thoughts you know but at the end of the day like she said I have a person you know what I'm saying like cause if I didn't if that was you know what I'm saying all I was supposed to do whatever you know what I'm saying if my 21 years was it that's all God wanted me to do I would have been you know what I'm saying did whatever the case may be, you know what I'm saying? But um yeah, basically, bro, like just chin up, ch- chest out. That's what I live by every day of my life. Chin up, chest out. You know what I'm saying? If you're not gonna do it, you know what I'm saying? Who do? You know what I'm saying? You gotta Nobody's be there. Gonna do it for you. Yeah, you gotta be there for yourself. And I'm still. I feel like a lot of people, even if you're the happiest person on this world, they're still dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? They still have that in the back of their head. Is you know what I'm saying? I still, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I still, I'm still struggling with, you know what I'm saying? But as long as I know that, you know what I'm saying, God got me, you know what I'm saying? My family members got me, you know what I'm saying? A little bitty friend group got me, you know what I'm saying? I'm straight, you know? As long as I got me, we cool, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Yeah. Hey, shit, this is definitely one for the books. <laughs> this is definitely one for the books. Yes, I mean, indeed. again... Th- this is this is what we're all about. We we want to have these conversations. We want to have these talks. And I applaud both of you for hanging out with us today and speaking your minds when it comes to mental health. I mean, it gets no realer than that. Just hearing it from everyday people. We don't need TV. We don't need social media. We don't need the stereotypes telling us how black people, black young men, black women, anybody deal with mental health. Right. So, I mean, shit, this is what we do. We're going to continue to push the envelope. We're going to continue to keep being Philly on lock. Right. And <laughs> then also, you know, you, we just have to get in that mindset that we can't depend on anybody to tell us that we're not okay. And that is that is not okay to not be okay. You know what I'm saying? That, I know it sounds that part. Give them your I mean, new slogan. It, it's <laughs> okay to not be okay. Shit, that's my favorite damn slogan right now because it is. You know, and don't let nobody tell you anything different. Fuck them. And the high horse they roll on. Ain't that your thing? <laughs> you already know. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I mean, because I, I have those I have those moments and I have those days where I'm not up here. You know what I'm saying? I'm still dealing with, you know, everything, loss and all that. I, 16, 17 years in with one person 
to not have that person on this earth no more. That's a lot. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's navigating that and it's navigating being a mom. It's navigating being away from my two grown babies. They grown, but shit, they still mine. <laughs> I mean, we're a lot of miles away. If something happened, I can't get there fast. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm used to being able to get there by 15, 20 minutes. I can't do that anymore. So, you know, but it's all a part about, you know, letting them grow up and letting them do them. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, it's just don't let society dictate how you feel or how you should feel. They can't tell you shit. Because society but, confused too. Hell, very if much. that's the case, society <laughs> fucked up too. And very if we listen to them shit, we gonna be even more fucked up. And very that was the part that was that part. part of the reason coming up. That's part of the reason why I had issues coming up. Because I, I, I never thought I was enough. I never thought I was skinny enough. And then I never thought I was old enough. I was too, it's just too much. It's too much. <laughs> it's way too much. But yeah, That's so I want y'all to hang out with us real quick while we close this out. Don't don't log out. We're gonna talk once we hit stop. But anyway, <laughs> but yeah, y'all, thank you once again for tuning in to Philly on live. Yeah, like we said, this season we coming with the real, real, the deep, deep. We digging in deep, y'all. Um, and like we've been saying, you know, even if we just help one person or reach one person, or one person finds anything that we say or anything that's been said on the panel helpful we did our job we done did our job you feel what i'm saying so yep and like i always say love on yourself so you can love on someone else because that's the only way and you already know if you don't like the shit we said fuck you and the high horse you can't ride in on this our opinions it's gonna be what it is so but people you know we love y'all we need y'all to continue to just push the Push the share, push it out, get the word out there. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Do do what the fuck y'all got to do. I'm not telling y'all what to do, but do what you got to do. So basically, you know, if I can tell you what to do, then I can tell you what to do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so on that note, y'all, we out. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to today's discussion. We hope you enjoyed the show. If so, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or Facebook. The more we grow, the more people will know just what we have to offer, and it doesn't cost you a dime. To personally interact with us, please follow us on all major social media platforms, and we will get back with you. Until next time, bye.